episode 22 of the podcast. I think this is as committed as I've ever been to to anything in the history of anything. 22 episodes. That's pretty cool. I'm going to pat myself on the back right now. I don't know if you can hear that over that intro music, but that is patting on the back. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm back from Europe. That was an amazing time. Um, And I got straight back from Europe with clowns and straight into Crowbar's seventh birthday, which had Luca Brasi, Frenzel Rom, uh, Good Boy, These New South Wales. Oh my God, high tension. Everyone, right? So seven nights, seventh birthday. Um, seven years of good fun. And so that was really cool, but I was like so tired. And then I wasn't, I wanted to have a good time, right? And I knew that I would, but I was just so tired from being, you know, in Europe and I'm still struggling from this cold a little bit. And I went and as soon as I got there, I just had this overwhelming energy because Crowbar is such a positive vibe. And it's, it means so much to me and a lot of people. And so it was just so cool to be there to celebrate. I had such a, such a good vibe. Um, and I was just, yeah, it was just, it was just amazing. Trad and Tyler and, uh, Matt, who now does the venue management for Crowbar Brisbane, they do such a good job, like such a good job of making everyone feel really safe and important and, yeah, it's a venue like unlike any other. So happy birthday, Crowbar. Seven years. There's going to be another seven, surely. That's that's going to be 14 years. And I'm going to be there every year to celebrate it just like I have the last seven. Fun vibes. Uh, so if you were there, if you came and said hello, that, that's so kind of you. Um, so anytime someone says something nice to me, it means so much to me because you'd be surprised how many people, you know, say bad stuff behind your back and then it gets back to you and you don't know what to do with it because they haven't said it to your face. And so anyone that comes up to you and says something nice to you is awesome because so many people just voice the negatives. Uh, and if they're not voicing it to your face, they're doing it behind your back. And this week, this week was uh, an interesting one. Let me just say that. This week was an interesting one. A lot of things getting, going the full, full circle. And it's just a reminder. And anyone that hasn't really put their foot in it or anything, let me just remind you that the music industry is a really small place or any kind of industry, it's always smaller than you think it is. So just try to say positive stuff because it affects people. It affects me when I hear it because I try to empower everyone and then I get told that I'm arrogant for empowering them. So, you know, I don't know. Let let. I'm not going to go into details about it, but point is positivity angle. Anyone coming up and saying something nice to anyone, and I speak from experience from from me how it makes me feel, it really makes a difference to their day. So, yeah, thank you to everyone that came up and said something nice about my work in the the spirit of Crowbar's seventh birthday. That was amazing. I didn't really know what to talk about on this episode, right? 
I wasn't I wasn't a hundred percent sure. And I didn't have time to go out and get your questions. Because I've I've been busy, right? Like I said, I I got back from Europe, straight into Crowbar's seventh birthday. This Thursday, I go out on Wax's tour to uh, Melbourne, Sydney, Newcastle, oh, and Brisbane. So, you know, I didn't have that much time to ask your questions, uh, and I'm sorry about that. But if you are at any of those Wax shows starting this Thursday, going through to Brisbane, Melbourne, Sydney, or Newcastle, come and ask your questions in person, like old school, or don't just write them on Instagram and that'll probably be easier for me. So let's just jump straight into the episode, but I, but I do want to talk to you guys. I do want to talk to you guys if anyone's coming to any of those wax shows coming up from here on out for the rest of the tour, I will be there and let's get a, a little hug and a little photo. So I didn't have much time, right, but I was looking at my kit while I was sort of unpacking and I, I saw my 35 millimeter lens and I was like, oh man, that maybe that'd make a good podcast app. You know, why, why did I go from 50 millimeters to 35 millimeters? And so there's this like raging debate and I guess it doesn't rage that hard, but there's, there is an ongoing sort of decision that a lot of photographers need to make between 35 millimeters and 50 millimeters when you're buying a prime lens. And so I thought, let's let's just dive into like, which one's better for you? You know, there's there's no, I'll, I'll give you a little spoiler. There is no one that is better than the other, but each lens is better in different situations. So like, which one should you buy? It doesn't sound like that big a deal, right? Like, you might think, oh, why is he doing a podcast on 15 millimeters? Because that's that's a focal length difference between the 35 and the 50 mil. Is it like 15 millimeters difference? And it's not it's not that easy. Like, when you start out with photography, gear seems like super expensive. And unless you've been given a wad of cash or something from a sponsor or a business, then you're going to need to pick your gear wisely. I'm just going to assume that you haven't been given cash by either one of those groups because, you know, you're probably just starting out if you don't already own a 35 mil or a 50 mil. So your choices is super important and it may be you know, some time until you're in a position to afford a new lens. So since this topic's like maybe more of a beginner topic, I'll I'll just touch on what prime lenses are to start with. So if you don't already know, a prime lens is a, a fixed focal length. That means you can't you can't zoom with it. Sometimes that means the lens is cheaper than than zooms, but generally prime lenses do one thing better than the zoom counterparts. They allow in a lot of light. And when I say a lot of light, I generally mean a lot of light. You can sort of see uh, prime lenses offer an aperture of like 1.8 or even 1.4. And they, they go even wider than that. I even owned a prime lens once that was 1.2. 
And you see them sometimes now you see them less than one. But some of those like uh, common common pairings of focal length with aperture that you'll see when you when you jump online and you start to see some of the lenses that are available, you see 85 millimeter and 1.8 paired a lot, 35 millimeters and 1.4, 50 millimeters and 1.4, and then 50 millimeters and 1.8. And there's always like variations of those, but they're sort of the common pairings around. With 35 millimeter lenses, obviously a 35 millimeter prime lens has a focal length of 35 millimeters on a full frame sensor. That makes total sense. But if you're using a camera with a crop sensor, you're going to see a difference between your viewfinder and what's shown in the viewfinder of a full frame camera with a uh, 35 millimeter lens. And that's where we come to the first benefit of a 35 millimeter lens. On a crop sensor camera, you're going to see a focal length similar to what you'd see through a 50 millimeter lens on a full frame camera. Unless you have a full frame camera, you know, it's going to look like a 50 millimeter lens because of that crop sensor. So it's a little bit like zoomed in by, by, um, by default. And that might not bother you, right? You might move to a full frame sensor later, you know, you you're going to get the full benefits of a 35 millimeter lens when you move to a full frame sensor. And so it's kind of like, you know, a 35 millimeter lens in this case is kind of like the best of both worlds. It's kind of like a 35 millimeter lens when you upgrade and then a 50 millimeter lens when you use in a crop sensor, um, provided you, you know, you start on a crop sensor, obviously. The 35 millimeter though, like on whether you're using a crop sensor or a full frame sensor, it's going to have a wider field of view than the 50 millimeter lens. It's great for street photography and landscape photography, but it's not so great for portraits or things where you want to isolate something. The 35 millimeter focal length is also probably as close as you can get to a super wide angle lens without seeing some kind of like distortion around the edges of the image. Not as prominent as a fisheye, but you know, that same kind of characteristic. And distortion around the edges of a lens is obviously normal for a wide angle lens, but 35 millimeters is probably as wide as you can go without seeing some kind of distortion that you'll need to correct in Adobe Lightroom, which is generally pretty easy because they've got lens profiles in there and you just check the box and, and that problem sort of goes away. So it's not, it's not the hugest problem, but if you don't want to bother going through that step, 35 millimeters is probably as wide as you can go before having to consider that problem anyway. 35 millimeter is also arguably anyway, the, the closest focal length to what the human eye naturally sees. And I've talked about this a little bit before, but when I started photography, people told me that the 50 millimeter prime lens is as close to what you see through your natural eye. And I bought the lens because of that. And I found out that it's actually a lot tighter than what my eye sees. At first, I thought it was because I had the 50 millimeter on a crop sensor camera, which would have put me at around about, you know, 75 to 80, 80 mils of sort of viewfinder once you factor in the crop. But, you know, I was new, right? So, you know, forgive me, right? 
So I had to I had to check all these things. I didn't know if my camera was a full frame camera or not, but it wasn't, right? It was a it was a 5D Mark II, which is a full frame camera. I didn't I didn't mind that much at the time, but you know, I think that's a pretty important piece of information to correct because people get it people get it mixed up. If you want that eye, if you want sort of what your eye sees, Trust me, 35 millimeter is um, a lot closer, a lot closer to what you want. Um, but what about the cons, right? Not everything's great. Not everything's roses. I'm not, uh, I don't have some rose colored glasses. Once I did have some rose colored glasses, actually, and um, I don't know, stuff just looked more pink. Uh, or actually, a uh, little tidbit, right? Let's go into tidbit mode. Once I, I don't know why I was looking up rose-colored glasses, but apparently rose-colored glasses were suited for people with, uh, I think it might have been color blindness and depression, and they put on rose, they designed rose-colored glasses to, I don't know, to give a different tint or something. This is the worst tidbit ever, right? But basically, it's tied to mental health somehow. Look it up. It's tied to mental health. I can't do everything for you. You know, just uh, Google it. Um, okay, back to business. What are the cons of 35mm lenses? That's where we're up to, right? As nice as a wide-angled view is, it doesn't mean that, you know, you're not going to have to, you know, sometimes with wide-angle lenses, you're going to have to crop your images more often than not. And that, that's cool, but cropping images can decrease your image quality depending on how far you crop in and what megapixel count your, your camera is. So if you're looking to take photos of things in, in tighter environments and you don't need that wider angle, you know, you're not going to be able to zoom. So the bigger characteristic, you know, the biggest characteristic of the 35 millimeter lens being a wide angle lens isn't suited to you. Let's look at 50 millimeter lenses, right? If portraits are your thing or you want to isolate something uh, and, and not have too much happening in the background, then you're going to want to lean towards the 50 millimeter focal length, like straight up. The 50 millimeter lens is, is immediately more intimate with your subject, showing, showing it up like closer than the 35 millimeter lens. There's immediately less distractions around the portrait subject and the focus is solely on them or it, whatever your subject is. This is especially worth noting if you want a really prominent bokeh uh, or background blur, if that's what you want to call it. Uh, the longer the focal length of the lens and the wider the aperture of the lens, the more bokeh you're going to notice. And that means the 50 millimeter, you know, it wins in terms of defined bokeh. And so, you know, putting that into a practical situation, if you had a light bulb and you love that light bulb more than anything, you know, you want to isolate it and you didn't want any of the background stuff and you want to mute that background stuff away and have it fall into the blur just so you can show how amazing this light bulb is, then the 50 millimeter lens would help you achieve that more straight up because it's got a longer focal length and it, and it opens wide 
doesn't matter how wide it opens um, as long as you're at least looking at something wider than 2.8, which means you're looking at like 1.8 or 1.4 is going to help you achieve that if you're shooting um, you know, close up to something. However, if you're going to be permanently working with a tighter view in your viewfinder, you could always take multiple photos and then stitch together a panorama later on. But if you're expecting to do a lot of photography work that would benefit from a wider angle, you're going to get pretty tired of doing panoramas. Trust me. And your hard drive is going to get sick of storing as well. So what do I prefer? What do I prefer? Nah, I got an answer for this. Uh, I made it sound like that was a really tough decision and I know you're on the edgiest seat with that. But as I mentioned, I started with a Canon 50mm. The Canon 50mm 1.8 specifically. It was around like 100 bucks, and it was one of the most popular lenses out there. And people told me it was closest to your eyesight. Um, and like I said, they, I, I feel they were wrong. Over time, I upgraded my 50mm 1.8 to the Canon 50mm 1.2L lens. Uh, it was like maybe 1600 bucks, 1700 bucks. And I was thinking that the wider the aperture, the better of a lens it would be. I wanted it for my music photography, but the lens was like, it was so slow at autofocusing. So slow. It was so slow that it was almost unusable for the purpose of music photography. And with an aperture of 1.2, which sounded good at the start, it just wasn't practical either. I was shooting at f1.4 at the time. And, you know, according to my metadata, is which is how I found that I was shooting at 1.4 most of the time, you know, I, it was pretty clear that the, the extra amount that I would have paid to have a lens that opened up as wide as 1.2, it just wasn't worth it. So I sold the Canon 50mm 1.2 and I reevaluated whether I needed 50 millimeters and whether that was right for me when it came to music photography. Would that like 15 millimeters really make a difference? And to me, it did. You know, I needed, if I needed to crop the image, you know, I would, I would do it easily without too much of a decrease in my image quality because it's only 15 millimeters. And I also didn't need that extra shallow depth of field the 1.2 aperture would give me. And the easy to achieve background blur on the 50 millimeters really had no, no real benefit to me either for music photography. Like for that type, it just wasn't that useful. I needed that extra 15 millimeters just in case a musician moved out of the frame that I originally framed up. The chances of them still being in frame was a lot higher. And I wasn't planning on shooting portraits at the time. So I decided to change it up and, and let, let's give the 35 millimeter lens a spin, I figured. And I looked up Canon's 35 millimeter lens range and they all looked awesome like Canon's always do. But for that first time, I went outside Canon's offering. I heard great things about the Sigma Art series of lenses and most of them came under half the price of the 35 millimeter offerings. 
It's not weather sealed, and that's something that I need to keep in mind, but it's a light lens, it's well built, it's fast to focus, it's super sharp, and so I went for it. And that's my thought process around deciding between the 35mm and 50mm lenses. You'll, you'll probably have a totally different thought process, but you know I hope it's been useful in thinking through your future processes in um, making, you know, a, a, you know, basically I hope it helped. Really the 35 millimeter and 50 millimeter focal lengths, they're both great and you can work around each of their drawbacks, you know, if you need to. So it's most important that you, um, you think about why you want to use each of those lenses and uh, what those what those benefits are going to have and, and how difficult those workarounds are going to be for you. Now, I mentioned that I'm going on tour with Wax starting this Thursday, which will probably be one day away from when, uh, when this app comes out because I'm only recording it the morning after I'm going to release it. So here's where we will... Um, Here's where we will hug, right? Starting this Thursday, the 15th of August at the Triffid. Then uh, on the Friday, the 16th of August at the Triffid as well. Now, if you want tickets for either of those Brisbane shows, there's still a few left for the 15th of August, which is Thursday night. Now, Friday night sold out. And then we go to Melbourne, Saturday, the 17th of August at the Corner Hotel, and then on the Sunday, the 18th of August, we, uh, go, we go to Wrangler Studios, which is an under-18 gig. Uh, and then we on Sunday night, the 18th of August, we're at the Corner Hotel again. Now, Melbourne show tickets, Saturday's sold out. Sunday, under-18 still has a few ticks. And the 18th of August at the Corner Hotel uh, only has a few ticks left as well. And then on the 23rd of August, we're going to Newcastle, Cambridge Hotel. Now, I haven't been to uh, Cambridge Hotel in quite some time. Last time I was there, I was with Clowns, I think. Uh, It was a fun time. And then... On the 24th of August, the next day, Sydney, Oxford Art Factory, sold out. Bad luck. And Sunday, the 25th of August, uh, we end up back in the zoo in Brisbane, uh, which is an under-18 one as well. And so come and, come and say hello. Come and get a hug. Amber Gross said she's going to come give me a hug. Cuckoo underscore V said they'd give me a hug. Um, Miso Trashy. Is this turning out into a shout-out? They said they they would. Alex Shrimpo. Alex Shrimpo said they'll catch me at Oxford Art for a Young Henry's or Six. Very specific brand there, Alex Shrimpo. Um, And then Simply Photographs with a Z. Um, said she's going to be in Melbourne. So there's like heaps of stuff going on and Sweater Curse is on that tour as well and they are a good band so make sure you come out early and uh, say hello to them and listen to some good tunes. But for now, 
that is the end of this episode. I'm back in the country. And I wish I was still on tour, but here we are. Uh, Let's hang out. I'll see you soon. End of episode. End of episode.